0: And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And this week, we are going to be looking at the book of Galatians, chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, and this is in the English Standard Version, the ESV. Remember that we were talking last week about Romans chapter 5, and we were talking about the fact that we were all fallen coming out of our mother's womb because of what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, but through one man's sin, we have all sinned. But because of one man's righteousness, one man's sacrifice at the cross, that name of the man is Jesus. We, believing in him, receiving Jesus as our Savior and our Lord, we are choosing eternal life. We gain eternal life because of the grace of God, the undeserved favor of God that we can be redeemed, be reconciled, be returned in relationship with the Father only because of Jesus, because he is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The sacrificial lamb, that is Jesus the Christ, hung on that tree, suffered for no reason except the love of God on humanity, suffered so that we would have the opportunity to have our sins remitted. That means sins washed away. And the Bible says that God remembers our sins no more. A chance for us to be able to be completely delivered from the bondage of evil, sin, sickness, disease, poverty, all these things that we have unfortunately had to put up with and become accustomed to in this world. But these things are not God's fault. These things were as a result of us sinning at the tree in Genesis chapter three, verse six, a long time ago with Adam and Eve. And through one man, we all sinned and we all fell. And the earth fell with us because we had dominion over the earth in Genesis chapter one, given by God. But now today, if you are a believer, if you have given your life to Christ, you are born again, you are saved, you are reconciled. And now in Christ... We cannot be sons of God without being in Christ because Christ took the wrath of God on him. Sin was on him. And so we are only the righteousness of God in Christ. We cannot be the righteousness of God outside of Christ. So it is only because of Jesus's finished works on the cross that we are able to stand firm and be confident and be bold at the throne of the Lord as sons and daughters of the Most High God. But also while on this earth, in right relationship with God, in Christ, we can go about doing good. Acts ten thirty eight, The same works and greater that Jesus said we would do. So we can be going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. God does the healing, we do the believing. So Galatians chapter five, verse one. For freedom... Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. This speaks to now that you have been set free, you may not feel free, but you are free. You are free from bondage of sin and slavery and sickness and disease. You are free from those things. Why are you free? You are free because Jesus set you free. The Son of God set you free. The blood of God, the blood of his Son, the blood of Jesus set you free on that cross. The Son of God shed his blood for you and I so that we would be free and we would no longer be held captive and lead to an eternal destruction in hell compared to eternal life in heaven with the Lord. Again, if you have received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, if you are born again, if you are saved, then eternal life began for you the second that you gave your life to the Lord. The second that that happened, God translated you from out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved Son, that's Jesus. So now you are removed from the clutches, from the grip of sin and death, and from all that is overseen, by the devil with his kingdom of all those demons that want to do you harm every day. You are officially free from them. You are free from the powers of darkness. Now you have to believe it, and you have to tell your enemy, your foe, that means the foe that is the foe of the Lord, and which means it's your foe as well. That's the devil, Satan, and it's all the demonic realm. You have to tell them and remind them that you now know who you are in Christ, and the devil will begin to leave you alone. If you take every thought captive in obedience to Christ and not be disobedient by not taking every thought captive, then you will realize that there are some thoughts that you hear that are of the Lord, and there are thoughts that you hear that are of the devil. You can be carnally minded, which means you are still thinking the old way, the old understanding that you have about life, But the sooner that you read the Bible, that you read the Word of God, especially the New Testament, especially the books written by Paul to Galatians and the Philippians, the Colossians, as soon as you read those letters, those books from Paul to the churches, the better, because that will help you understand who you are in Christ. Paul wrote to those churches, explaining to them what a believer's life now consists of in Christ Jesus. That is where you get set free in the spirit of your mind as you walk out in this life, your new life in Christ. And even though you might look the same in the mirror compared to when you were not born again before, you are a new creation. All things are new. Old things have passed away. So, Update your understanding as quick as possible by reading the scriptures about God's promises of who he says you are, and remember that's it's who he says you are, not what anyone else says you are. Let man be a liar and let God be true, the Bible says. So God cannot lie, but man can also be confused. Man can have a lack of understanding of God's truth, what he says about you. So if you trust anybody else, unless you know them to be a man or a woman of God that know who they are in Christ, that they know their identity, be very careful about who you allow to pour into your life. You have to hear what they say, but take it back to the Lord in your prayer closet with the Lord in prayer. Take everything to him and say, Lord, this is what they said about me. Holy Spirit, show me the truth and read the word of God and see if what you were taught, what you were explained to lines up with the scriptures in the word of God. Very important, because if you are not getting the truth of the word of God in you and updating your mind so that it is renewed, chapter 12, verse 2, then the enemy still has the ability to convince you that nothing has changed and you're still the old you. But the truth is God recreated you. He recreated your spirit. Now it's our job to update our minds, renew our minds to the truth of the word of God. So if we do not read the word of God, we won't have to try to conform to the world. The world will mold us to itself. So that means that if we do nothing, You are being molded to the world day by day. So we have to apply self-discipline in order that we do not slip back. And in when I say slip, I'm not meaning sinful necessarily. I'm saying in our understanding back to the way that we have thought before. We need to apply ourselves to read the truth, to read the scriptures, where we see what God says about us, believe that that's the truth, no matter how you feel about that, believe it's truth. And however you feel will now line up with what the truth says, if you believe it and act as though it's true, which it is, of course, right? It's the word of God. So be set free in your mind by reading the word, by speaking out the truth to yourself. And you will no longer be conformed to this world, but you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's a process. It's a process to go through it's not going to happen in 5 minutes and i know in this generation a lot of people are on their phones and they want things quickly but do you want to be transformed do you want to get to the age of 95 or 102 or well on in your years and look back and said as if only i had spent more time in the bible and been transformed correctly and believed what god said about me was true I would not have continued in the bondage of sin, sickness and disease, and worry and anxiety, poverty and all these things, if I had only applied myself every day to read the word. See, you don't want to have those regrets later in life. You want to start now. There's no time like the present, and God is not telling you you're way late, you're very late, God never condemns you. God says, okay, you are here with me right now, You are where you are. Now begin to read my word. And God is wanting you to have the truth because he loves you dearly and he wants you set free from the law of sin and of death by believing in his son and being set free from all these things that have plagued you, that have bothered you, that have kept you beaten down for years and years and and given you worries and sicknesses and all these things. That's all of the enemy. God wants you to be delivered from that. And he wants you to receive his son, receive his righteousness, receive his kingdom, receive everything that God has. And to top it all, God wants to indwell inside you. So it cannot get better than this eternal life. But while you're here, before you even get to heaven, God is inhabiting you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And don't start to wonder how that happens or how it fits inside your body. It's in the Spirit. It's not the physical. But know that Jesus is with you. The Father is with you. The Holy Spirit guiding you wherever you go. So, Galatians 5, verse 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So even while you're born again, this shows that it is possible to submit yourself to a yoke of slavery, to take your mind off of Jesus, to take your eyes off of Jesus, and the world will slowly mold you day by day back to itself. You will be conformed to the world again, little by little it will happen. If you do not keep your eyes on Jesus, focused On him, staying in the word of God, fellowshipping with other believers that are strong in the Lord, that who know who they are in Christ, because you need to be around other brethren. Amen. Do not forsake the brethren, the Bible says. And that's because we need to be praying for each other. The Bible says we're supposed to be encouraging one another daily. And the Bible even talks about the fact that if you confess your sins to another believer, the Lord is able to heal that. And it's very good to be transparent and be truthful with someone that you can confide in. And this is all separate to the day-to-day relationship you need to be focusing on with the Lord himself in a secret place where you have time alone, where you have your phone switched off, where you have all other distractions put away for a period of time. I am working on the relationship with the Lord every day for myself. Just because I speak to you on these airways and through the internet doesn't mean that I have all the complete answers. I am still focusing in the Word. I'm still learning every day. I learn even as I teach you because sometimes I speak things that only the Holy Spirit could have given me and they are not written down on paper. It is important to keep the relationship going with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord every single day, to spending time with Him, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth, with your heart singing and praying to Him. But also have some quiet time where you're waiting on the Lord, where you're listening to him, because the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. So just focus your heart on him, but you don't have to speak anything. Just wait and hear in your heart what he has to say. And do not be disheartened or disappointed if you believe that you haven't yet heard from him or you don't sense any response from him. What I would encourage you today is what happened to me. I do not hear a loud voice. I will usually have a, a leaning to decide to do something, a good feeling about something, and I'll make a decision, and that will be a yes, go and do that. Or I'll have a bad feeling, like we say, a, a gut feeling in our stomach that maybe I shouldn't do something, and that is really not a gut feel in your stomach. It's a unction, and it's a direction and a leaning from the Holy Spirit helping you in all your decisions. But there are also other occasions where I will hear a voice in my heart, in my spirit. So I will hear a voice. It will not be an audible voice that I can hear in the room, but it will be in my own voice. And know that if you hear your own voice thinking something, that doesn't necessarily mean that you thinking it. It could be one of two things. It could be the devil trying to, say in your own voice evil things, like if you're looking with lust at a woman or a man, you might think something in your own voice and you believe that that's you thinking it so that then you believe that that's what you want to experience, but that's not the truth, that's a bait, that's a carrot in front of you that the devil is dangling in hoping that you will spend longer on that thought and then sin will begin to grow in your heart. But also, the voice could well be the Lord, and the Lord's voice can be different from your own. But from my experience, most of the time, I hear my own voice as a thought, but that thought will be words that I was not thinking about or the topic was not on my mind at the time I heard my voice say something. And so what I will usually do is I will say, well, do these words that I just heard, does that line up with the nature and the character of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit? Does this communication line up with the Word of God? Does it sound like something the Lord would say, or does it sound like something that the devil would tempt me with? And that is why over many programs, we have been speaking about the importance of knowing the nature of the Lord and the character so that you will know and be able to tell the difference between whether it's the Lord or not. Once you know your Father, you know what types of things He would tell you. Again, if you don't know the Father today, your Heavenly Father, know that He loves you and He wants you to fellowship with Him, to have time with Him. If you're not sure about his character and his nature. All we need to do is turn to Jesus. Hebrews chapter one, verse three says that Jesus is the exact representation, the exact imprint of the nature of the father. So we have the great news today that we don't have to wonder what God the father is like. We have a great example in his son, like father, like son. So be encouraged today that if you do not believe that you hear from the Lord, do not give up. Continue to press in, spend time with him because he loves you. He's not playing a game of hide and seek. He just wants you to draw nigh unto him so that he can draw nigh unto you. He's already there right within you. He indwells you as a born again believer. And so he desperately wants to talk to you. He desperately wants a relationship with you, but he's not going to force you into anything you don't want to do because he will never violate your free will. He desires you to seek him with all of your heart. So do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. We have a choice every day whether to submit to a yoke of slavery and bondage of sin and death-like activities, cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, pornography, all these things, even distractions such as things that we take to an extreme such as Facebook or the internet or whatever you want to put in that space. Something might be taking you away from your time with the Lord every day. I have to personally watch how much news I watch. So you see, it doesn't have to be Facebook. It could be the news. It could be sports. It could be anything. That's why we have to be Careful that we are self-disciplined to the point where we are focused on the Lord every day. We take him with us. Yes, we may have jobs. We may have things to do. We may have chores and tasks every day, but the Lord wants to come with us wherever we go. He's with us. He's in us. We take him with us wherever we go, but we have to focus on him. The great two commandments from the Lord Jesus, to love the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So how many of you have a friend that you dearly care for, that you keep in touch with every day? You might call them on the phone or text them every day just to check in on them. How many of you may have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or spouse, or someone that you love that you could not imagine going a day without talking to them? It would bother you. Well, just know that the Lord loves you more than you could ever love any one of those people and the Lord loves it when you focus on Him and spend time with Him. He truly does. You know that He does because He sent His Son to make it possible. He sent His Son to the cross so that you would be reconciled back to Him, the Father, so that you may live not just eternal life, but live as a son or daughter of the Father and be reconciled back to Him to commune with Him, to have a relationship with Him, to walk with Him, in the cool of your day today and for him to guide you in your life, to help you make decisions and just to live with him and in him. Secondarily, going about doing good with him, co-laboring with him upon the earth, having dominion. Remember in Genesis chapter one, we were told by the Lord, have dominion, subdue the earth, have dominion over all the fowl of the air, the, the fish of the sea, Everything that moves, everything that creeps on the earth, all those things. Remember, that is still required today. It may be an Old Testament verse, but it is still essential because you need to see that the world needs help. And I know that you have watched the news. You know what's going on in your neighborhood until the last bit of evil in your neighborhood is stamped out. You need to apply yourself to decree and declare over that area of your town that this town is the property and the territory of the Lord and you shall take it back in his name. You are working with the Lord, co-laboring with him. Be confident that he's working with you and through you to the extent, to the degree that you allow him to. It is your free will that really needs to become the will of the Lord. Whatever the will of the Lord is, that needs to become your will. Just as Jesus said, I did not come to do my own will, but I came to do the will of he who sent me. So there's lots to do, but there's lots of fun to be had in a wonderful, beautiful, glory-filled relationship with our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as well as the Father and the Holy Spirit, the precious Holy Spirit of the Lord is going to help us to receive the truth, to be guided in the word, to be taught what these scriptures mean. As we read the word, we learn about what God has said about us in his promises. Receive his promises and know that they are true. Know his nature and act upon them. Believe that when you get bad news, the news is not bad because we have the good news of Jesus Christ who has set us free from all anxiety or worry or sin or fear because the spirit of the Lord is upon you and within you. And he has set you free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And the Lord did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So today I just speak life into your bodies from head to toe. In Jesus' name, I command all sickness and disease to be gone from your bodies right now. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be whole now. Bones, tendons, ligaments, joints, muscles, be healed right now from the top of your head to the soles of your feet in Jesus name. We'd love to hear your testimonies at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com and also check us out on Facebook, YouTube at touchofgodradio and our website is touchofgodradio.org. You have a blessed week. Amen.